Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Capital Adulting Podcast. I'm your host, Grant Gardner, and I'm fired up to be back with you. And really, I'm always excited to to do these podcasts and to, to hopefully connect with y'all. So just appreciate y'all joining in and listening. And, you know, I'm just kind of chuckling to myself with the the title of this one. I think it's a, it's a bit provocative. It's a bit attention grabbing. But, you know, as we get into it, you're going to see it really isn't hyperbole it is meant to be an accurate statement so before i get too far into that i just want to say thank you to everyone who has followed the capital adulting instagram page and and participated in the in the giveaway that that we did um over the last few weeks it was really nice being able to connect with some of y'all get some feedback on the podcast and just reach more people so congratulations to all those who won including um including trevor the big winner um he actually uh end up making some some not necessarily national news but some regional news of being the uh the anti-astros fan and angels game so congrats trevor um and thank you you know again to everybody who you know participated in um in the giveaway as a whole but let's go ahead and jump right into it so like i said i kind of view the title of this podcast as a bit provocative right getting rich is inevitable right that's a little bit of a let's say a bold statement right? Maybe a little bit controversial. And there's also, you know, the subjective nature of how do you define rich, right? And what do you mean by inevitable? So let's get into the weeds there. And, you know, to just as a, as a disclaimer to start, right? The definition of rich is going to vary person to person. The way I view it is to be secure financially, you know, and be able to live, you know, kind of live in the way that you want, right? Um, and that again varies per person, but I'd say you know being comfortable just throughout life and leaving le- leading a more kind of middle upper or even upper class lifestyle. But so overall, what I want to talk about is how achieving your financial goals is more than possible, right? I think it's something where even even I consider you know kind of doubt at times like, hey, is that even like here's where I really want to be? Can I truly get there? And the more I thought about it and kind of planned it out and you know charted different paths forward, it is certainly not impossible. And in fact, I think it's more possible than not if you you know take advantage of kind of common sense, everyday best practices, which is what we're going to dive into tonight. And it's going to echo the sentiment of you know a lot of the episodes I've done so far. But I really think this is this is a mindset that we all should embrace, right? Is that rather than you know viewing financial security as you know a hopeful possibility attack it like it is a you know it is an inevitability it's something that is going to come to fruition if you do the right things and with that that gives you the motivation to follow um, kind of the appropriate path to get there so starts with like i said common sense best practices and then you can even compound it more by being opportunistic right and that's opportunistic in a lot of ways, the ways you approach your career, how you use your money, how you invest, right? We'll get into a bit more of that later on. But overall, like think of this, the starting point is the mind shift, the mindset shift. And then the next steps are the best practices that are going to get you where you want to go. But to start, I think there's two, you know, beyond the idea of, you know, of being financially kind of secure is, an impossibility. I think there's two other key things to, or key misconceptions that are spell out the gate here. And one is that, that wealth is really only for a select few. I think that is a, is a common 
theme um, or narrative per se that we've heard, you know, a lot kind of in, in recent years. And again, this is not a political podcast. I'm not taking any political stances there. That is just a sentiment that get echo that gets echoed a lot out there in you know various corners of you know wherever you're looking, right? And that couldn't be further from the truth, right? Yes, there is you know the one percent people who have done really well. That doesn't mean that the opportunity to succeed financially is limited to that specific group. Like think about the people who turn nothing into something to enter into that kind of one percent class. I mean that. That opportunity is there for all of us, right? So keep that in mind, right? There's a chance to capitalize on it at every level. And then another thing that I think is a little bit more focused towards the the younger demographic is that being financially secure is almost almost comes across as a bad thing, right? Like when I was in school, there's a lot of people that almost contested to see who had more student debt, right? Or who could be as reckless with their money as possible which who who wins in that case i think it kind of goes back to the one of my one of my you know favorite kind of funny phrases is like you know play stupid games win stupid prizes that's that's where the idea of of you know kind of rebelling against financial security falls into so there's opportunity for us all to increase our wealth and be in good financial position and getting there is a good thing right that is universally a good thing for everybody to be better off financially. But it's a good starting point, right? But really, why do I say that getting rich or achieving financial security is an inevitability? How is it how is it that w- certain? I think there's three main factors that go into it. One is time, right? Things in general increase in value over time right you can look at the stock market you can look at the housing market you can look at a variety of different things even just wages in general right things increase over time so as you advance in your career as you kind of buy at home and and pursue that route or other investments in general they will increase in value over time of course heavy disclaimer there there are definitely going to be investments that will lose and they could lose one you could lose a hundred percent of it right so don't think that everything increases that's why i say everything things generally increase in value over time but then the extra the the best part of time is compound compounding interest right and so you may have heard that term a lot and for folks who don't know think about this as a simple a simple example here Let's say you have something that is going to give you a 10% return every year, no matter what. We'll just say, just think about that, 10% every year. So year, you know, year number one, you put in $100. So 10% of 100 is $10. So you get to the end of year one, and your $100 has grown into $110. Well, now you go through year two, and you're going to get your 10% off of that. So you now get $11, right? You get 10% of 110. And then each year you continue to grow your base. And if you've never used an investment calculator, just Google that and throw in something simple like put in $1,000 at like, say, 10% for 40 years. 
and you just get to see the massive growth. And usually they have a graph that shows how, you know, you get to like year 30 and it's almost like a vertical upward line um, as you just hit that exponential growth. And that's what the, the compounding nature is, right? It just continues to grow and grow and grow. So you leverage compounding interest over a, a significant amount of time, right? And it, it just pays massive dividends for you. So time is factor number one. Number two is opportunity. And this is where a lot of people are are too narrow-minded, right? Of saying like, oh, you know, like only way to make money is for me to get, you know, get a job, right? And that's how somebody pays me for my time, my labor. That is, you know, how how I generate income, how I grow, you know, grow my wealth. But there are so many different avenues. I mean, it is, I speak from a perspective of, you know, being here in the United States, right? And you can make arguments about different countries and whatnot. That's a perspective I'm coming from. And no matter like how you view some of the current day things that are going on, there is so much opportunity here in the U.S. to to just to, to make money as a whole, but to just live a more prosperous life, right? It's not as narrow-minded as, you know, like you're waking up and every day the, the top priorities for you are just, you know, survive like necessities, right? Like you need to go walk 10 miles each way to get collect clean drinking water, right? Those are things where you have the opportunity to focus your time and energy for at least for the majority of us, I know there are you know folks that are across the whole spectrum of kind of of life situations in the U.S. still. So I'm not not discounting that, but for the majority of us, we're able to focus our time and energy on kind of the next the next tier of things, right? Of how do I go on? How am I kind of adding value to my life to those around me to the community? How like what kind of you know what different mechanisms can I pursue like what sort of jobs like can I start my own business things like that you know there's just there's so much opportunity and the best thing is there's is there's an incredible amount of of innovation that occurs in the U.S. you know whether whether you see it or not and we've seen throughout COVID honestly is how many like unique different business models and just way ways that existing businesses have rapidly changed how they operate to succeed in a totally different environment right but we're on the cusp of another, I'd say, call it like a tech, technological revolution, right? The next probably 20, 30 years from now, we're really not even going to recognize day-to-day life as it is right now. That's I feel pretty confident in that. And so that's where I say there's another section of opportunity, and that's in kind of the future forward, you know, future thinking businesses and industries that will arise. Like take electric vehicles, for instance, right? That is, you know, a thing in California where by 2035 they want to do away with internal combustion engines. And I think it was GM, uh, maybe not, don't quote me on that, but they're one of the major automakers said they want their entire fleet of vehicles to be electric by 2035. So what does that mean? Well, think about gas stations, right? Think about there is, if we truly do go to all electric vehicles, well, we're going to need the energy infrastructure to generate enough power to charge all those cars. But we'll also need to substitute out all of the existing gas stations with electric charging stations, right? Like that's a whole nother industry. We might look back, like think about our grandkids might not ever know what a gas powered vehicle is. So 
think about that like AI kind of machine learning as a whole and just like the whole next group, the next wave of technology that's going to sweep over us. It's going to be opportunities to capitalize on that. So time factor number one, opportunity is factor number two. And the third is access. And I kind of touched on this within opportunity. Um, it's just, but uh, access is really just, you know, again, having the ability to pursue different types of investments and things with your time and resources, right? And one of the biggest ones is simply just the freedom to, to you know, choose what you do with your money, right? Like you can choose, are you going to spend it on yourself? You want to put it in the savings account? Are you going to invest it in, you know, maybe like domestic companies, international companies, real estate, cars, who knows, collectibles, there's a million different things. And that's, you know, just having the ability to access those markets is something that a lot of folks, frankly, don't have, you know, that's something that shouldn't be taken for granted. But at the same time, it's it's uh, it's a, an asset to leverage. Additionally, here in the U.S., I mean, we talk a lot about the different systems that are that are out there today. Right. Good and bad. But on the on the on the, you know, growing your wealth side of things, there are so many systems in place to promote that growth. Right. You think about think about the stock market and COVID is such a such a visceral, you know, kind of in your face example. The U.S. has a ton of resources, right? And you can discuss the merits of taking on debt and, and things like that for the federal government. But look what happened when things hit the fan with COVID. You had the federal government has now stepped in with, uh, what are we at, five or six trillion dollars of spending with another potentially two to three trillion in infrastructure on deck here, right? And then the Federal Reserve pumped, you know, another seven to eight trillion dollars or 10 trillion, whatever the number ended up being. But we had institutions that immediately stepped in and just poured, you know, unfathomable, unfathomable amounts of resources into backstopping companies, which in turn backstopped the stock market, the housing market, like just the debt market, like Without that, those protections, we would have seen you know much more of a bloodbath economically in the last year than we really have, which it's something that a lot of folks you know don't haven't tracked fully is that we easily could have gone into a massive you know economic depression. There's no no doubt about that. If there had been no support and we had 30 million Americans on unemployment with no health, no relief, like. That, that would have been irreparable damage, right? So we have systems in place to you know, facilitate innovation and investment and rewarding that investment. That's something you know, not to take lightly. That's a, another, another avenue to take advantage of. So those three factors about why getting rich is inevitable. You have time on your side, have the opportunity to go out and attack things and really you know, take life by the horns there. And you have the access and kind of the supporting supporting cast around you to to diversify, take on different things. Again, continue to be opportunistic and creative in what you do with your resources. And then it's just, you know, to the moon from there, as all, all the, the modern day Redditors would say. So uh, three factors in what's going to what's going to lead you to, you know, 
to, to getting to that financial security stage, but what's really needed to, to capitalize on those? Like what's needed to be successful? And I'll start by saying there's really nothing that's, that's not going to help, right? And what I mean by that is having work experience, you know, trying different things, getting different degrees, different education, like being around different people. None of those things are going to hurt you but at the same time, they are not prerequisites for you to be successful, right? You don't necessarily need to graduate college or even high school to really you know, take yourself to the next level. Because again, you have time, opportunity, and access. I'm, I'm not, again, not saying anything is wrong with a good education. I think I'm a bit, I'm a bit cynical when it comes to just higher education as a whole, because I've seen a lot of folks my age where they almost defer on life a bit, right? Where they say, okay, well, graduate high school, you know, I need to go get a college degree. Perfect. Get a college degree. I got one and it was massively beneficial, right? And then they get their college degree and they go, well, shoot, it's really daunting to think about going and getting a job or trying to do something in the workforce. So um, I'm going to go get a master's. I'm going to go do this. Like maybe I'll pursue a, a doctorate, right? Again, nothing wrong with those. But if you fall into the, the trap of saying like, well, shoot, like, yeah, no wonder this person was successful. They went and got, you know, they got their MBA from from Harvard. Like they're, yeah, they're destined for success. Like, sure, that's probably going to give them a, a, a significant advantage. It doesn't mean that you don't have the same ability or the opportunity to go out there and achieve great things yourself. That's just those having, you know, a, a perceived lack of credentials is not going to handcuff you from realizing, you know, your your true potential out there. So just keep that in mind, right? When you hear, "Oh, hey, we got, you know, somebody's going in there, see on Facebook, cool, they just graduated their masters and they're going to get their doctorate." And then, you know, who knows? Maybe that's good for them. Maybe they're going to rack up $300,000 in student debt and not be anywhere. So never know what's going on behind the scenes, but just don't think that credentials are needed to move you forward. All right. So kind of, you know, continuing along the, the adjusting your mindset, right, to this shifting from is being financially secure and stable, is it even possible to, it's, it's going to happen and I'm going to make it happen, Right changing that mindset there is is the best first step you know there's we all have strengths and weaknesses right we have and we do have you know kind of there are necessarily kind of limits on what we can or can't do right but at the same time don't artificially cap yourself what it goes back to what i was just saying a moment ago like thinking that oh i don't have an mba i can't I can't do this, right? I can't start my own business if I don't have an MBA, right? That's just, yeah, flat out not true. So don't put those caps on yourself. Um, I mean, know, you know, know where your, where your strengths are so you can capitalize on those. Don't spend all your time, you know, focusing on trying to elevate your weaknesses. Same time, you know, don't cap yourself. And another thing that I've continued to hammer home over the podcast here is shift your mindset to be more future focused. It doesn't mean don't enjoy the moment today, right? Because today is technically the youngest you'll ever be again. And it is important to enjoy the moment you're in. But think farther out, right? And for a lot of folks around my age, you know, early, mid-20s, right around there, 
the future is like three years. Right. Which is funny. Ask your parents, you know, what they consider like a significant length of time. And they'd probably say like 10 to 20 years. Right. It's all relative to what stage you're at in life. But start thinking 20 or 30 years out. Start planning for it. what sort of things do you want, you know, have in place there? Like, do you want to be able to pay for your kids college in full? Well, hey, investment decisions that you make when you're 22 can seriously impact your ability to do that when you're when you're 45 or 50. So be future focused. And that also leads into just being financially disciplined as a whole. So, you know, the biggest thing, another item that I that I tend to harp on is is minimizing your your bad debt kind of out of the gate. Right. And so that is where you're taking on massive student loans to get, you know, more of a I don't want to again. I don't want to knock certain degrees, but let's just say you know taking on a lot of student debt for maybe an atypical degree or you know a non-mainstream you know kind of pathway or education. Um, those you know may not be the most prudent decisions, even if it's something that you, you know, truly want to pursue. You can always you know go back and listen to the value of a side hustle. You don't have to have a degree to pursue something on the side and hopefully grow that into a, a thriving business. But again, under the financial discipline section, we're minimizing our bad debt out of the gate. We're increasing our available cash, whether that's, again, just being smart with what we're making, maybe doing side hustle, investing, things like that. We're finding ways to you know preserve your cash. Um, and then along with that, budgeting effectively, right? So really tracking, hey, I'm making you know, say $3,000 a month after taxes, like, here's what I got to pay and in rent, insurance, you know, car, things like that, things that I need. Like, how can I squeeze, you know, an extra $200 out a month so I can, you know, put, you know, invest that, right? Or grow my emergency fund quicker, pay down debt faster, right? All things to be thinking of and, you know, having a strict budget, knowing knowing where to allocate each dollar is is very, very key there. And then, Last point here I have for you is um, just invest early, heavily, consistently. And I'm going to be doing more more kind of investing-focused podcasts coming up because that was the resounding feedback I heard from folks from the, from the giveaway was they wanted to learn more about investing and some of the nuances there. So definitely want to focus in on that. But it really doesn't matter, you know, where you're at in life, um, just – get started with whatever you can do like I'm kicking myself that I didn't start investing as a senior in high school because that's now you know many years of wasted opportunity where I could have been you know taking what I had and growing it over time and so yeah you can you can kick yourself for that but at the same time like you know if you're investing for 40 years you might as well start give yourself 40 years rather than 39 if you uh, use one of those investment calculators just look at the difference between you know, 39 and 40 years of growth, you'll be, you'll be shocked. Um, so on the investing front, the traditional options are, are always solid, right? And by that, I mean, you know, in general, kind of the stock market as a whole, which is looking at, you know, I'm kind of biased more towards domestic US, you know, US based companies, but um, just looking at, you know, growth opportunities, um, you know, publicly traded companies where, you know, they are trending in the right direction. They have good fundamentals. They provide good products or services. And they really are going to have, you know, play a valuable role in kind of the future as it evolves. So, you know, like technology, as we move towards green energy, you look at things like that, 
you know, you might not be, you know, who has a brighter future realistically, you know, an oil company or, you know, a solar business, right? So again, not providing specific investment advice, of course, there. That's just kind of the things to think about, like what's going to be successful 20 years from now versus like what was successful 20 years ago. Just keep that future focus. And then it's a chance to be opportunistic. So maybe you start your own business. You have a buddy who you could you can bankroll a bit as they start their own business and you're, you're really confident in their plan. Um, you know, there is, you know, just kind of private investing as a whole, or maybe there's just different different avenues, different ways of making money um, that you can, you know, you can put your time towards. Like, for instance, so I mentioned a few podcasts back, I kind of picked up a side hobby of, of woodworking, right? And so I spent probably, I don't know, let's say 400 bucks on, you know, getting myself, you know, the tools that I needed, kind of having everything set up, having all the gear and whatnot. Um, and then, you know, so far I've been able to make some, some chairs and some tables and I sold those. And the nice thing about it is not only did I, did that essentially pay for all the tools, which means I just got, I basically just got a free set of tools. I had other people buy tools for me. Um, but I'm going to be able to take the, you know, still made a good amount beyond that. So I'm going to be able to take that and, and have that pay for my next, you know, my next kind of side thing that I'm doing, which probably fill y'all in, you know, I have kind of a a goal for this year that I'll, uh, I'll keep y'all in the loop on, but, um, see, that's just an opportunity to be opportunistic, right? And then roll forward your, your gains there. And then one thing I'm biased because I work in the real estate investment space, but that is just tremendous industry, tremendous industry as a whole. And something that a lot of people don't think about, like just fixing and flipping homes or, you know, buy an, buy an apartment complex and just have rental income, right? Things like that are just incredibly beneficial. There's a lot of tax benefits to it too. So just think, just think out of the box a bit, you know, don't, if you're 22 years old and you're thinking, oh, you know, I need to go pour all my money into Google, Apple, Facebook, things like that. Like, I mean, there is, you know, a valid argument that you can make for investing in those massive, like well-known companies, but you want to be in what in the Google equivalent of, you know, investing back in, you know, the nineties or whenever, you know, Amazon in 97 is a good example, right? Where you want to be, you want to be buying the next Amazon before it's even close to that. So yeah, be opportunistic and take on, take on uh, risk there, which is a good segue into the next block I've got here. What not to do um, and what what is going to prevent you from what's going to shift you back into that? I hope I you know I hope I do well financially um, bucket versus I know I'm going to get there. Um, and point number one is avoiding risk entirely. And I've preached a lot before about risk tolerance, right? Of like knowing knowing your style, your personality, and and what you're capable of handling. Because if you are taking on way more risk than you can you can stomach and it's driving you insane well then you're overextending yourself and that's not going to be beneficial but at the end of the day if you don't take any risk there's no reward right so if you you know you can invest invest in apple and it'll probably it'll probably continue to go up you know at like a slow steady pace and there's gonna be times where it, it decreases at a slow steady pace right I mean, that's, there is, you know, some 
kind of risk there, but at the same time, not not a ton of it, right? So it's such a well-established company, and they're you know crushing it. They have something like two hundred billion in cash, or a ridiculous number. Like, you know, that's one thing where you're taking pretty minimal risk, and you'll see probably pretty minimal upside there. Um, it goes back to kind of what I was saying. Like, try to find what you know what's going to be the next. What's the next Amazon? What in 20 years is going to be that that home run for you? Um, but there is, you know, there is uh, the need to be balanced, right? Take an appropriate amount of risk. Don't be reckless. Don't be like, hey, well, you know, Grant told me I needed to take risks, so I'm just going to throw all my money into Dogecoin, right? Like that's not the that's not the recklessness that I'm advocating for here. It's just getting out of your comfort zone and saying like, hey. You need to do more with your money than park it in a bank account. That's just the you know, the long and the short of it there. If you want to reach your financial goals, stacking cash under a mattress or in a savings account where you're getting, you know, 0. 0.2, 0. 0.2 cents per every thousand bucks or whatever ridiculousness the, the interest is on that, like that's not going to get you anywhere. So step out of the comfort zone a bit and just slowly like, you know, take a little bit of risk, get comfortable with it, and then take a little bit more, right? So it's like you can kind of, you know, slowly, slowly grow, increase your tolerance there. Um, and then the other key thing not to do is to defer to the future. I mentioned a few minutes ago that I'm already disappointed that I didn't start investing back when I was in high school, right? That's not stopping me from today. And it's certainly not giving me the mindset of like, oh, you know, I'm going to see... Maybe when I'm when I'm thirty, when I'm thirty, I'll be more established and I'll I'll care about investing. Then I'll have some more money. Um, maybe when I'm forty, maybe when I have a you know a family that I'm responsible for, like that's a time like I'll get you know serious financially. Absolutely, don't do that. It's never too early to get started. At the end of the day, it's every single moment matters, right? Like, look at that investment calculator. And just run the numbers of what's the difference between 30 years of it compounding versus 40 or 20 versus 40, 10 versus 40. I mean, the numbers will be massively, massively different. So get started today. Don't think that, you know, don't kick it down the line and say, oh, yeah, that's, you know, that's future Grant's problem. He'll figure it out then. Just take the initiative and you know, really attack the day today. So that brings us to just the last few points here I have for the conclusion of our getting rich is inevitable podcast episode here. And number one, I'm going to continue to underscore this. I truly, I truly believe that is a factual statement is that getting rich, aka achieving your financial goals is inevitable it will come to fruition it requires you know time opportunity access patience risk tolerance things like that but it will happen for those who go after it right it is financial independence is available to everybody 100 percent right and you you know you can play devil's advocate and say well we don't know what's going to happen in the future like what if the market implodes the u.s dollar burns to the ground like Again, if that stuff happens, we have worse problems than what happened to your 401k, all right? So get started early and pursue that financial independence. Also, just continuing to echo the sentiment, just be opportunistic. 
and take the appropriate risks, right? Get out there, find things that you're confident in, side, side hustles that you want to try out, invest your time and energy, resources in those, grow those into, you know, whatever they might be, cut off bad investments, um, and just continue to, to source and capitalize on, you know, different income streams for you. And lastly, this is something that you probably hear a lot of people say, but, you know, it doesn't quite resonate for everybody, but it is, you know, let your money make you money, right? And that, so you think about, there's really kind of two main ways, you right? You trade your time, labor, energy for money, and then you let your money grow into more money, right? So if you work for every single dollar that you ever make, there's nothing more than I can do than tell you that that you're a schmuck. And by saying you work for every dollar you make, that means you never invest, you never do anything, you basically collect paychecks, stack that cash in your account, and just sit on it, right? If you do that, you almost certainly will never achieve the financial goals you want unless you somehow find a way to make 50 million a year or whatever, you know, whatever it's gonna take to get you there, right? you can do so much better because even if you made 50 million a year, if you turned around and invested that, like, boom, you give that some time and easily keep climbing up that wealth ladder. And, you know, and the nice thing about that is having big bank accounts is cool, but I look at it is I want to take care of, you know, those immediately around me. And I would love to have the resources to do more things like think about the giveaway. I just did, right. That was super cool. Super nice to be able to hopefully touch a few folks' lives with a little bit of money. I know, you know, 50, 50 bucks, 250 bucks, like stuff like that is not life-changing, certainly. Hopefully it was enough to, you know, put put a smile on somebody's face. You know, maybe maybe that $50 is going to help them, you know, put gas in their car for a week or, or something like that, right? Um, but I love the idea of saying like, hey, imagine how cool it would be to, you know, give away tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars someday, or to like put those towards worthy causes that are doing good in the world, right? That's what it is about, is financial security for those you care about, and the ability to go make a larger impact than just yourself, kind of in the broader, in the broader community in the world as a whole. So I'll leave you with that, maybe some philosophical things to, to ponder about, you know, what you're going to do when you reach your financial goals. But Truly, I would implore you to adopt that mindset of achieving your financial goals isn't just possible. It's not just probable. It's a certainty if you start doing the right things today, which are to leverage your time well, take advantage of the opportunities that are kind of at your fingertips. Use the access that you have to, to different markets and overall opportunities. Invest. Use your time wisely. Let your money grow for you and be financially disciplined so that you're making the most out of each dollar that you earn and are putting that towards you know something, you know, something that's going to put you in a better spot moving forward. So with that, as always, appreciate y'all joining me in for yet another episode. Go ahead and you know, follow the podcast, subscribe to it, leave a review if you haven't already. Come find me on Instagram. It's at Capital Adulting. So it's C-A-P-I-T-A-L-A-D-U-L-T-I-N-G. Capital Adulting. Um, 
I really do want to make this more interactive. Hopefully I'll be able to do more giveaways. Um, unfortunately, I don't have necessarily the resources to give away, you know, 500 or a thousand bucks every week, but I would like to make it kind of a recurring thing um, over time. So go follow me on Instagram, shoot me a DM. If you have any questions, leave some comments on the post, um, anything really, you know, you can always reach out to me too, by emailing me at grant at capital I'm happy to answer any questions and just talk through life in general. So again, thank you all for your time and I'll look forward to touching base again with you next week until then take care.